I'm going to tell you, my subject is going to be found in Ephesians chapter number 2. But we are talking about how God saved our souls. So if you don't know that, you need to learn that. You need to understand how did he save your soul. And what I want to show you uh, before you get, your, get too far, I want you to make sure you get pencil and paper and make sure you have a, a King James Version because that's the Bible we teach out in this church. We do have uh, NLT sometime. We'll give you a show it to you. But our main goal is to teach you out the King James Version. All right. Now, here's our purpose. This is what we want to make sure happen today. We want to make sure you understand how did God save you. And then we want you to understand three words, three things I want you to put in order. Roman number one or something like that. Roman number two, Roman number three. And you, Roman number one, you want to put down how God saved us from sin. No S. Because you got to know that. And then I want to show you how God saved us from sins with an S. You need to know that. And then after that, Roman number three, you're going to have a gap between things so you can be able to take notes. And then we're going to take it to Galatians chapter 5, verse 19 through the 1, 19 through 21, through the 1, through 21, and we're going to show you the works of the flesh. Okay, so we have to, we've got to understand what it means to be dead. What it means, see, I'm going to show you dead to the flesh. I'm going to show you dead to sin. I'm going to show you dead three times, okay? You've got to understand, this is very important. So I'm going to show you a dead in sin, dead to sin, dead to the flesh. So these things have to happen. This is how you save. So don't let anybody get you in this physical thing. Everything was done by the Lord, the Father, with his Son, and with his Holy Spirit. The Trinity is the one who did this. The Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. All right. And so when Jesus died, it was the Holy Ghost that raised him from the dead. You understand? It's the Father who gave his Son. It's the Son who did all the work. And it was the Holy Ghost who raised him from the dead. All right. So that's how you can see the uh, grace. That was grace. All right. And it happened while we were in sin, while we were lost, Christ died for us. So it had nothing to do with now. We're talking about what God did for you 2,000 years ago. But it also was fulfilling the word that was before the foundation of the world. When the Bible used the term foundation of the world, I won't go there. I, I won't get back. All right, but he's all the way back to Adam. That's what it means. All right. But less, uh, Adam was the first foundation, Christ is the second foundation. That's how you have to understand foundations. All right. Now, let's go to our subject today once again. is how God saved us, how God saved our souls. Now, this morning I gave you something, and uh, I didn't finish it. I want to go to 2 Corinthians chapter 5 is where I was. We're going to go there. We're not going to go back through all of the things I did before. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, and I want to show you, uh, make sure I show you these things. Uh, we're dead in sin, dead to sin. Those are kind of things you're going to have to understand. All right. Uh, when I show you that, you're going to realize Christ died to death to be able to understand it. So he died for our sins with S on it. But also through his death, he saved us from sin, S-I-N. And they're also going to show you the works of the flesh. 
Okay, so all of those things are going to happen in this message. Lord, help me to understand it. Help me to preach it. All right. Now, in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, I want to do something. I said 1 Corinthians 15. Is that right? 2 Corinthians 5. That's what I said. Okay, I'm, I'm hearing 5. All, of me. all right, 2 Corinthians chapter 5. All right, let's go to verse 14 is what I read this morning. I need somebody to just designate yourself, say, I'm going to take notes for the pastor today. So if I ask for a note, you'll have them. I don't have to wait for everybody to see where they're at on their scramble of paper. You know, well, I think he's in that kind of Hallelujah. All right, now, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, we're going to go to verse 14. We're in the King James Version. I'm going to come to your, 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 your camera, sir. Verse 14 says, For the love of Christ constraineth us, because we thus judge, if one died... For all, then we're all dead. And we know one died. Christ died for all. And then in verse number uh, 16, uh, in verse 15 says, And that he died for all, that they which live should not henceforth live unto themselves, but unto him which died for them and rose again. So we're going to show you in 1 Corinthians 15, verse 17, each thing that he did, it fulfilled our salvation. When it came to his death, it was for our sins. His burial is when he put off the old man of sin. And then we showed you that this morning, Colossians 2, verse 11. So I'm not going to be able to go back through those things. He pulled off the body of sin, all right, of the flesh. All right, that makes we are not in the flesh anymore. All right, then I'm going to show you that he rose from the dead for our justification. And I'm going to go back and just going to quickly, 1 Corinthians 15, we show you that in verse 14, 17, and Romans 4, 25. All right. Now, let's keep going. In verse 16, wherefore, remember verse 15 says that he died for all, that they which live should not henceforth live unto themselves, but unto him which died for them and rose again. So he died for me and he rose again for me. Wherefore, henceforth know we him no more after the flesh. Yea, though we have known Christ after the flesh, yet now henceforth know we him no more. Why? Because Jesus was Christ in the flesh. That's what you got to understand. We don't know him in the flesh no more. In the flesh, he was Jesus. Jesus of Nazareth. Jesus, see, we don't know him that he is still Jesus. But God has, Acts 2.36, God has made that same Jesus whom they were crucified, whom they crucified. Now he's both Lord and Christ. Right. He's not the same, same man, just like Joseph when he was in the pit. Oh, he was, hey, Joseph, good morning, hey, Joseph. But when Joseph was born, everybody had to bow the knee. He was both Lord, see? All right, now, watch this in verse number 16. Wherefore, henceforth know we him no more after the flesh, yea, though we have known Christ after the flesh, yet know we him no more. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, how many is in Christ? In here. In Christ means you have the Spirit. In Christ means you are a son of the living God. These privileges you did not have in no covenant. In no covenant, there was nobody, the Son of God, but one man, that was Jesus. All right. So now in a new covenant, you become a, a child of God. You, you can call God your father. See, that never happened in all eternity until the dispensation of grace. So don't, don't forget what you have. Verse 17 says, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Now, a new creature, you have to think this way. Coming to the camera in the front. A new creature, you have to think this way. When God created Adam, 
In the beginning, God created, in his, created Adam in his image, in his likeness. Now, you have to understand, if you're going to be in his image and his likeness, that means he does not have sin, S-I-N, and does not have sins, S-I-N-S, right? So we have to understand if God created us, created, we are a new creation, then a new creation is a new creation, just like it says, with no sin in the, in the, in the new creation, no death, no condemnation, see? So watch what it says. It says in verse number 17, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Watch this. Old things are passed away. Now, what I want to show you, those old things are, thank you, Holy Spirit. Those old things are sin, sins, death, condemnation. So old things are passed away. Now, we know sin passed away because the law. See, the law gave sin its power. Once God fulfilled the law, then sin was just like, yeah, yeah, was nothing anymore. Because it, it was nothing without the law. All right? So Christ came and fulfilled every jot, every till of God's law. So that took care of the sin. All right? Now we have sins. So we have to understand, not only he did that, he also delivered us from our sins. So we're going to see that how he, he, he came in, in us. He came in the flesh. So you have to understand what he came in the flesh for. So write a scripture down, Romans chapter 8. Uh, verse 1 through 4. So you have to understand, why did he come in the flesh? He came in the flesh for sin. Because he knew where sin was. Romans 7 and verse 7. Put that down. We'll do those like in sequence. All right. So here in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 17, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he talking about your soul, then you are a new creature. Your soul is a new creation. All things, to my sin, sins, with an S, death, Condemnation, all that's passed away now. Behold, all things have become new. So you have to understand, in the old man, there was faith. I mean, sorry, there was sin. Uh, there was fear. There was death. See, all that stuff was in Adam. There was sorrow. There was grief. So all that was in the old man. That's why Paul told you when, uh, in 1 Thessalonians 4, when he read verse 13 to the end of the chapter, he told the people who was in Christ, don't sorrow anymore. As others which have no hope. Because first of all, that's the spirit that you never supposed to have on you. Right? You got to understand, God gave you Romans 14, 17, righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. So if you're going to operate in joy, how can you operate in sorrow? See, you, it's a choice you got to make and not allow the enemy to deceive you. Well, I just, I just have to weep. Who told you to weep? You got to get away from the old song. The old song, tell Mary, don't you weep, and Martha, don't you moan. See all that stuff. You don't need that no more. All right. We had that downside. We're done with that now, right? <clears throat> all right. So, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away, and watch this. And all things are become new. And watch what it says. And all things are of God, not of us, all things are of God, who has past tense, reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ, watch this, and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. What is reconciliation? Anybody got one word? Remember I gave you about three or four. They all are re, 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 re. This is the word, re, reconciliation. Restore. Remember I told you, your Bible, write that down. If you reconcile, you're restored to God. That's how you got back to grace. Somebody said something over here. Restitution, I gave. See, those are the words. That's why your Bible should be a, a nice library about 
By now, if you would do what I tell you, write stuff down. You can get another Bible. Understand, that's how you study. Because he's given us the ministry of reconciliation. If you got the ministry of reconciliation, then you're supposed to be restoring people back to God. Right, that's what you're doing. Every time you get somebody saved and get somebody to receive Christ, you restore them back to God. See, restoration means God put us back in grace. Say it. God put us back in grace. See, you got to understand, here's Adam. Adam ate of the tree of neither good and evil. He failed from grace into sin and sins and death and condemnation, sorrow and grief and pity and all this stuff. But when Christ came, he saved him from that, put him back into faith, love, hope. You see, he put him back in grace, put him back into what he was before. That's what's called restore. Restoration, give you back what was lost. All right, that's not going to happen. That's what Christ did. That's his ministry. All right, you got some people tell you when we come here to get our stuff, hallelujah. They want your money. You might well know that. If you ever hear somebody say we come to get your stuff, they mean they come to get your money. All right, because all the stuff, God has given us all the stuff back. That's Ephesians 1 and 3. Put it on the screen. So you got to understand, he's given you all the things you lost back already. Now, you didn't lose none. Adam lost it. Blessed be God and the Father of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Watch this. Who has passed that. Put it on the screen. You get a chance. We'll wait. Who has blessed us. See, God has already blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. So if you're in Christ, God has restored everything back to you. Can you give him a big hand for that? He has given you everything back. So that's why you ought to spend your time in thanksgiving and in praise and worship to your Lord, right? All right. Now, let's, let's go. Let's give you some of those things I told you we need to get done. Romans, Romans 8. I just heard one of them. Let's do that one. And you'll be ready for the next one. Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8, we're going to start verse 1 through 4, right? All right, we're going to come to your camera, sir. You, somebody get the other one ready. We're on our way. We're going to, to move them down right now. Romans chapter 8, there, therefore now no condemnation. No more. How many know another word for condemnation? Judgment, judgment, judgment. Somebody condemn you? How can they condemn you if you're not guilty? So when somebody said there's no condemnation, that means it's up, the same thing means not guilty. So you, you'll hear people say, yeah, we all got to stand before the judgment seat of Christ. You got the wrong group of people. That was the church of God. That was Israel. That's not us. Why? Because we are in Christ. Somebody said we are in Christ. Yeah. We, being in Christ, guess what? We are a new creation. New creation don't have sin and do not have sins and condemnation. See, you got to see what I'm saying here. That's why you got to make sure you get this teaching today. There's no more condemnation. That's Romans chapter 8. See, the only way, only way, listen, when I go to it, I'm going to show you in 1 John chapter 4, somebody can find this, it'll show us that it's the heart that condemns. It, this is what it would say. If your heart condemns you, then God is greater than your heart and knoweth all things. I'll tell you what the verse say when you find it. See, but your heart can't condemn you. Isn't that something? Why? Because there's no condemnation in Christ. 
See, your life now is Christ. That's why I gave you last week to just shall live by his faith. You got to start living by his faith. What does his word say? Galatians 2.20, I am crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. In the life that I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God. So otherwise, it's not I that live, but Christ who lives in me. Well, there's no sin in Christ. There's no death in Christ. There's no condemnation in Christ. There's no sins in Christ. That's how you got to think. But if you think, if you, if, that's why you got to renew your mind. That's why God gave us Romans 12 and 1. I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service, and be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you can prove what? What is God? Good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. Hey, let me tell you, his word is good. It's already acceptable. See, if you see what the word says acceptable, that means you acceptable. If you see the word is perfect, that means he made you perfect. You are perfect and complete in Christ. You have nothing missing, nothing lacking. Hey, you're perfected in Christ. So you got to start looking at what the word say. Whatever the word says, say it to you too. There's therefore, Romans 8 and 1, there now, no condemnation. Somebody said no condemnation. Who is it to? To them which are in Christ. Well, I'm in Christ. Who walk not the flesh, but out the spirit. Then he tell you what happened. The law of the spirit of life in Christ. What did it do? Has made me free. <coughs> See, nobody did nothing to me. I got free. That's why when you read Galatians chapter 5, even the whole chapter, book of Galatians, is about your freedom. And that's why the last chapter tells you to stay free. See, Galatians, that's what it's about, your freedom. And don't go back. That's what he told them. Don't go back to the works of the flesh. And you know, people leave here and go somewhere and have communion. What you think you just did? Or you leave here and go somewhere and get water baptized. What you think you did? You went back to the flesh. That's why Galatians chapter 3 said, you have begun in the spirit and you go back and try to get perfect with the flesh? Are you telling me when Christ saved you wasn't good enough, you got to get washed off by a man and say, okay, I'm clean now. Man can only wash your flesh. I'm going to show you it was Christ who washed your soul. See, you didn't get that. Let me come inside. It was Christ who washed your soul. That's Hebrew 9, 14. He washed your soul. That's Revelation 1 and 5. With his own blood, he washed our soul. That's why there's nothing there, nothing left. Hallelujah. See, when you realize what he's done for you, you're going to live better. You're going to live right. Because you're going to realize what he's done. Romans 8 and 2 says, the Lord, the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has, past tense, made me free from the law of sin and death. Did you ever notice one thing in the new covenant? Everything is in the past tense. Oh, you didn't hear me. When you read the new covenant, everything is in the past tense. He's not telling you you got to do anything. See, that's what prophecy is. That's why I'm going to go to Matthew 26, 26 in a moment, and I'm going to show you what Jesus prophesied. 
and people still trying to use prophecy in the new covenant. You can't. Prophecy was before the cross. There's no prophecy in the new covenant. There's no shall be. See, that's what, see that kind of stuff there is what I have to learn. And I got scriptures. Acts chapter 3, verse 21. Just write it down. That's prophecy. That's what God said to Israel. Prophecy means what God going to do. That's why I'm teaching you, and I showed you Ephesians chapter 2, not my subject, but I showed you Ephesians chapter 2, verse 4 through 10, especially verse 5 and verse 8. By grace, you are saved. Boy, that'll blow your mind. See, the key is, when you preach to people, the way God sees you, he said, by grace, because of what he done for you, he saved you. But the key is, my responsibility is to see that in the word of God and preach it to you. Your job is to hear it and believe it. That's Ephesians chapter 1, verse 13 and 14. See, that's why I say, after you heard, you believed. See, see you got to hear the word and believe it. But the word is finished. Everything God has done for you is already done. My job is to minister to you. You hear it and believe it, and the Holy Ghost make it so. That's how it works. So when you say, okay, I, I, need to I need to get healed. No, no, no. You need to receive healing. Hold your, hold your finger right there. We come right back to Romans. What, what was I at? Romans 8, right? Let me finish Romans 8. Then I go to that. Uh, Matthew chapter 8, verse 15, I think I want to start. There therefore not no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus. None who walk out of the flesh without the spirit. Why? Because the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus had made me free. What did it make me free from? Coming to this camera. Make me free from what? The law of what? Sin and death. I, I'm free from the law of sin and death. I said I'm free. I'm free from the law of sin and death. Come on, say it. Say, I'm free. The Lord has made me free. From sin and death. See, I'm showing you that he set me free from the law of sin and death. And then I'm going to show you that he's already cleansed you from all your sins. See, who can't praise somebody like that? Who can't worship him now? See, what, why people can't praise him? Because they still think they got the sin. And they still think they got the sins. That's how a lot of folk trick you to come to their church because you can't get rid of the sin until you come over here. Christ got rid of the sins, thank you, 2,000 years ago. See, somebody need to tell you the truth. The war is over. You don't have to fight for what you got. Got to fight to keep it. <laughs> you understand when the Bible says fight the good fight of faith, you're not fighting to get nothing. You got to get the words so you can fight to keep it because you got these thieves and robbers trying to take what God already gave you. He already took your sicknesses and your diseases, your pain, your grief, and your sorrow. They're trying to tell you another stuff so you can blame, you can be... Whew. So you can depend on man. God already did what you're trying to get done. Let me put this right. God already did what they promised it. 
You get a lot of these folk coming, yeah, yeah, I hear the Lord saying, they rub their head, they shake the money apart. Oh, yeah, I hear the Lord, yeah, yeah, you ain't heard nothing. If you're not quoting this right here. <laughs> All that stuff you're talking about is prophesied. I mean, it ain't even, pro it ain't even prophesied. See, people want to make themselves seem important. You preach this word, nobody notice you. <laughs> That's what it's all about. All right. Romans chapter 8, verse 2 again. The law, the spirit of life in Christ Jesus had made me free from the law and sin and death. For what the law, watch this, could not do. John the Baptist included. Come on now. What the law could not do. Why? Because all that was type and shadows. Everything that's under the law, Jesus says, search the scripture. In them you think you have eternal life, but they are they that testify of me. All this stuff, Moses, Aaron, the high priest, Moses, all the people, the Levites, the kings, the prophets, search all their ministry, David, all of, all of them. They just talking about me. All the Psalms, just talking about me. So all this stuff people doing today in the Old Covenant, it was about Christ. The Passover was a feast about Christ. See, that's why people today waiting for him to come. You know why? They don't know he came. Because he never told Gentiles he coming for them. Go back in the Old Covenant, you'll see the revelation. Where, 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 where did he go up? When did he go up? Go back and look at the book. In Exodus chapter number 32, he went up in the mountain. Follow him now. You'll know who he's coming back to. Once he went up in the mountain, he went up. I like the way Moses do when they show that movie. He stick that head back, that beard be out there. Go ahead, Mo. Moses went up in the mountain. How long did he stay? I'm trying to see how long you know your Bible. Don't be looking at me pretty. He stayed how many days? 40 days. Once Jesus rose from the dead and he left, well, how, many, how long before he was coming back? 40 years. If you know what happened to the old covenant, it's a type and shadow of what happened to Jesus. Now what happened when Jesus went up? What did he go to get? Thank you. I heard somebody, somebody, thank God he went and got the law. Praise God, Moses, he went up and got the law. Hallelujah. So you got to understand when, when Paul teaches what he said, when the Lord speaking, where are you going to speak from? He's going to speak from heaven, right? So God gave the apostle Paul the new covenant. So you got to understand something. Once, once Jesus went up in the, once Moses, Moses was a type of Christ, he went up in the mountain, he stayed 40 days and 40 nights, and when he came down, he came down with the word. Where did Paul go in the book of Galatia? Where did he go? And when he came back and had the word, Galatians chapter 2 told you that. He said, I did not go to see these other guys. I went to Arabia. Well, why did he go to Arabia? What else, who else was in Arabia? If you study your Bible, that's the same place Moses went up to the mountain. Arabia. See, if you, if you look at the word, that's all he's saying. That's where I was. I was in Arabia. What was I there for? I had to make sure I had the revelation. And when I came down, I came down in the book of Galatians, I came down preaching. Galatians, the first book, because he had to get them all straight. That's why Galatians does not start out with 
beloved Anna, all the grace mess, all the great. No, no. He come. Let me let, let, watch this. First, the first verse of Galatians. He doesn't start out. He don't start off Galatians with that pretty stuff. He get right to the point. He, he, got, he got over that and got that lady. He said, Paul the apostle, not of men, neither by men, but of Jesus Christ, and of God the Father, raised him from the dead, and all the brother with me in the churches of Galatia, grace to you and peace from God the Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ, who gave... All, all, yeah, well, in verse 11, he's going to tell him how, how he became an apostle. But right there in verse 4, why are we there? Let's show you something in verse 4. Here's another one. Christ gave himself for our sins. See, if you go back and look at that word, has an S on it. Christ gave himself for our sins that he might deliver us from this present evil world. I'm talking about 2,000 years ago. 2,000 years ago, this present evil world is not 2023. 20, or, 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 who gave himself for our sins that he might deliver us from this present evil world according to the will of God our Father. See, if you listen to what he says, he gave you the word so he can deliver you from this present evil world. That wasn't us. And the way he would deliver them from the present evil world, he came back and got them. Let's move on. But if you believe he's still coming, it's all right with me. I have no problem with you. All right, Galatians 1.17, he said he went to Arabia. Just give me that one verse, I got to get back on course. Galatians chapter 1, just mark in your Bible. See, God, he told you what happened when he went up there. See, if you read verse number 11, uh, down to verse 17, you will see when he went to Arabia. He says, neither went out to Jerusalem, verse 17. Let's put it on the screen. I didn't go to Jerusalem to them which are possibly for me, but I went to Arabia. And I returned again to Damascus. See? And after three years, I went to, see, went to Jerusalem to see Peter. So he's telling you, but that, that's where he went to get the word. All right, let's go back. Let's go back. I got I to get my clock is clicking, man. This thing don't wait for nobody. All right. Now, I gave you Romans 6 and 2. Let's go back there quickly. I already gave you Romans chapter 8. Spirit of life in Christ Jesus made us free from the law of sin and death what the law could not do and that was weak through the flesh. God sent his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh. What did he send his son in the flesh to do? For sin. What did he do to sin? Condemn sin. See, he already condemned sin in the flesh. That's what he did for us. All right, now Romans chapter number five. Did I say that next? Romans six and two. Romans 6 and 2. God forbid. We're going to do them quickly. Romans 6 and 2 said, God forbid. How shall we that are dead to sin? Dead to sin. You got to understand something. Where was sin? If we are dead to sin, how do we get dead to it? That's what we want to show you. Go to Romans chapter 7 and verse 7. We are dead to sin. Well, where, where is sin? If I'm dead to something, where is it? Romans chapter 7 what shall we say then? Is the law sin? No, God forbid. Nay, I had not known sin but by the law. I had not known lust except the law has said thou should not covet. But sin, taken occasion by the commandment, wrought in me all manner of concupiscence and, with, and, without the, the law, and without the law, sin was dead. So you don't have no law, so sin is dead, see? For I was alive without the law once, but when the commandment came, sin revived and I died. And the commandment which was ordained the life I found to be under death. For sin, verse 11, 
taken occasion by the commandments, deceived me. Remember Paul said he was deceived. And by it, this slew me. Wherefore the law is holy and the commandments is holy and just. Watch this. Now down in verse number 14. For we know that the law is spiritual, but I am carnal, soul under sin. Watch this. Understand, under sin. The reason he was under sin, because he was under the law. And I'm going to go back and show you that in Romans chapter 3, verse 9, and Galatians 3, 23 through 26. All right. For we know that the law is spiritual, but I am carnal, soul under sin. For, for that which I do, I allow not. For what I do, that do I not. But what I hate, that do I. For then is no more I that do it. Wait a minute. For that which I do, I allow not. For what I do, that do I not. But what I hate, that do I. If then I do that which I would not, I consent to the law that it is good. For now then, it's no more I that do it. So you got to get, you got to find out what's sin at. Remember Christ died and saved me from my sin. Well, we're going to go to Romans chapter 8 after hit verse 8 and 9 after this. He said, now then, it is no more I that do it, but sin that dwelleth in me. The word dwell means live. Sin lives in my flesh, in my old nature. So when God saved you, what do he have to save you from? When you say he's going to save you from sin, don't be, don't be cute with me. Talk about your flesh. So God got to save you from Adam. Say it, God saved me from Adam. Right, that's the old man. He saved you from your old man. Hmm. He saved me from my old man. Sound pretty good. And then what did he do? He gave you a new man. And what did he do when he put you in a new man? See, that's why you got to understand when I say that. 1 Corinthians 15, 22. You got to know this book so until you can breathe it, man. Got to become a part of your life. I never forget when I played football and I went out there when I was in ninth grade trying to play football and not understanding all those kids, all those guys out there were three or four years older than I was. I didn't even know they were being held back in school. Three or four years. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Yeah, I'm running out there 19 years old, little rookie. Anyway. All right, here we go. Now let's go back and look at this because he told me what's sin at. What, where's sin? Everybody for once in your life. In the flesh. All right. In the flesh is the old nature, right? So how is God going to save you? Go to Romans chapter 8. And we're going to look at verse 8. So if God's going to save me from sin, he, you have to know where the sin at. The sin is in the old man, which is the flesh man, right? We're going to look at 1 Corinthians 15, 22 also. So here it is, Romans chapter 8 and verse 8. That's what we have. Read. So then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. But, see it? You are not in the flesh. But, say, I am not in the flesh, but in the spirit. So how did God save me? He saved me from my sin, but what did he do? He saved me from my flesh, and he put me into his spirit, right? Come on now. Where are you now? Therefore, if any man be in Christ, you're what? In Christ me in the spirit. See, you are in the spirit of Christ. Romans 8 and 9 told you that's why you were his son. God took you out of Adam, 
his first son and put you in his new son. Christ, got it? All right. So Romans chapter 8, verse 9, you are not in the flesh, but you are in the spirit. If so be that the spirit of God dwells in you. Now, if any man have not the spirit of Christ, guess what? You're not a his. So you got to make sure you got the spirit. Because God puts your soul in Christ. Now, let's go back and show you Ephesians chapter 1, verse 13 and 14. Let's go back there. And I'm, I'm going to need my notes after this now. So get ready. Why well, just tell you where you're going? Ephesians chapter 1, verse 13 and 14. Thank you. Sometimes I won't know you listen to me. Sometimes I ask my wife the same thing. I said, honey, did you hear what I just said? Why? Like that man, you watch that man, they, they came out in the water to give him uh, some glasses. You ever seen that? The man was on the man's on a, on a, on an ark, a piece of wood. His ship had broke up. He had been out in the water for a long time. Anybody seen that commercial? And the woman come out there with the glass on a ski do. Pull up beside him and said, "Oh, your glasses need to be changed." Gave me some new glasses. He said, "Anything else I help you with?" He said, "What? You don't get it." He been out in the water all his life, and nobody rescued him. Anything else I can do for you? What? Uh, <laughs> I love y'all. All right. Now let now get my notes. Ephesians 1. That's where I am. 13 and 14. Can I read that in NLT? That won't be too hard. Ephesians chapter 1. Don't come in your camera, man. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 13 and 14. Do y'all love me? Don't, don't kid me now. Ephesians chapter 1. And verse number 13. Verse 13, there we go, in the NLT. And now you Gentiles have also heard the truth, the good news that God saves you. You heard the truth. And when you believed in Christ, he identified you as his own by giving you the Holy Spirit whom he promised long ago. The Holy Spirit it's God's guarantee that he will give us the inheritance he promised. How many know what the inheritance he promised? That's why I'm keeping keep at you. I gave it to you and come back and ask you a question. No, no, I heard over who it was. Eternal life. See, remember, he gave you the Holy Spirit as a guarantee that you have eternal life coming. See, if a person don't have the Holy Spirit... He don't have a guarantee of the Holy Spirit. Now, really, please listen and write this stuff down in your Bible. You know why we don't have the word today? Because the people above us didn't get it. I'm talking about the people above us. Now, what are we going to leave for our children? You got to understand, we're in this condition because the people who are older than us didn't get it. We're not here to blame them for what reason. They just didn't get it. A lot of people in this country, from, I'm from Mississippi, and I don't want to get a drill on that, but I, I remember we haven't been, we, we, when man, I'm talking about that you see in the churches, we didn't know nothing about no Bible. We didn't even have Bibles. 
When, when, I, was, when I was a young man, and, 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 and what, what, well, Brother John right here, one of my senior brothers here. <clears throat> Can't you remember when you had one Bible on your, on your table? Wasn't no more Bibles in the house, just one big Bible. Now, how many can remember that in here? Yeah, we didn't have no Bibles. We had one big Bible and we were all scared to open it up. Because mama had all her stuff hid in there. And she told you, don't, don't lose my stuff. And guess why they put it in the Bible? Because nobody's going to ever read it. <laughs> Safest place in the house. <laughs> I hope that ain't your problem. All right. So Ephesians chapter 1, we are reading out the NLT once again. Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 13. And now you Gentiles have also heard the truth, the good news that God saved you. And when you believe in Christ, he identifies you as his own by giving you the Holy Spirit whom he promised long ago. The Spirit is God's guarantee. Listen, when you got the Spirit, it's God's guarantee that he will give you the inheritance he promised. Now, let's, you got to go by the Bible. What did he promise? Go to 1 John 2, 25. That he has purchased to be his own people. He did this so we would praise and glorify him. Now, let's look at 1, uh, 1 John 2, 25, and let's see what he promised. See, that's why I keep, I said it this way. God gave you the Holy Spirit, which is the third life. That's how I started out. And I said, God gave you the first life. That's that the breath of life. Then he gave you blood life. Then he gave you spiritual life. So you can get what? Eternal life. Here it is in 1 first, first John 2.25. So you have to know what he promised. That's why you don't live your whole life here and die and go to hell, man. This is no game. You go to hell, man, you're going to be there forever. Ain't going to be no visit. It don't be no, you don't like you go somewhere and you for a while, and I'm on probation, they're going to let me out. You're never going to get out. You're going to be in hell for eternity, man. For real. Not a game. That's why I, I don't miss no services. I don't care what I'm doing. I don't want to miss nothing. Man, I don't want you to die and go to hell. It won't be my fault. Lord knows that one. All right, here it is. 1 John 2, 25, put it on the screen. And this is the promise. See, Mark, in your Bible, he told you what he promised. This is the promise that he has promised us. What is it? What is it? He promised you eternal life. You can't get the life until you get Christ first. That's why I read to you, Ephesians. Uh, let me go back and read it again. See, I take a lot of time because, man, you are not going to die and go to hell. You're going to be a part of this ministry. You are here watching the television broadcast. I'm not going to let you go to hell. You can forget that. You watch this program. You are not going to die and go to hell. That's, that's why I spend so much time. Two o'clock this morning I was praying for you. You're not going to die and go to hell. You're not going to listen to this ministry because the word of God that gives us in this house is life. The word that come, up in, come in this house is life. It's coming from the spirit itself. This God's word and God reveals his word. Once he reveals his word to you, you see it, you understand it. He makes it plain, simple. That's how you know it is. All right, Ephesians 1.13. I'm reading out the King James. 
in whom also you trusted after you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also after you believed, see you heard it, after you believed it, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. That's one thing. The Holy Spirit, you're not done. Which is the earnest of our inheritance. It's the down payment of our inheritance until the redemption of the precious possession until the praise of his glory. So you ought to understand. He gives you the Holy Spirit so you can get eternal life. The way he knows you healed because he gave you the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit make you a son. And because you are a son, you have everything he promised. And what he promised is eternal life. Somebody give him a big hand. Woo. Man, I'm just starting. I'm just starting. Glory to God. Hallelujah. All right. Now, let's go to work. What I got? First Corinthians 15, 22. Let's go there. I also said Galatians. I want to show you something in Romans. Make sure I go to the next Romans 9. And I want to show you in Romans 9. Because they were under the law. And then we're going to go from Romans 9 to Galatians 3, 23. I said that a lot of times. I want to get that next. Now we're going to 1 Corinthians 15 now, right? Verse 22. All right. This is what God did for you. When he saved you from sin, he saved you from Adam. But he's not done. He also washed your sins away. There were two deaths on the cross. It was Jesus and Christ. It was two lambs. He had to come as a man and also God in flesh to death to set you free. And here's man telling you we can do this and be saved. You can do nothing but believe the gospel to be saved. God already did it. 1 Corinthians 15, 22, for as in Adam all die. That's what happened when you were in Adam. In Adam we died. Ate of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, and every one of us had death in us. That's why the Bible said old things are passed away, and one of them is sin, sins with an S on it, and death, and condemnation. All those things passed away, and fear. All those things passed away. Listen, the Bible said, he that feareth, find that scripture for him. I don't even want to quote them all today. I want to show it to them. 1 Corinthians 15, 22 says, for as in Adam all die, but when God put you in Christ, all is made alive. He made you alive when he put you in Christ. Let me show you another thing, 1 Corinthians 15, while you're there. Back, back to verse 14 and verse 17. When God put you in Christ, he made you alive. 1 Corinthians 15 and 14, if Christ be, if Christ be not risen, then I preach in his vein. Watch this. And your faith is vain. You remember James talking about dead faith? Your faith is dead. If Christ didn't rise from the dead. See, because we caught, he gave us his faith. And then verse 17, but if Christ be not raised, your faith is vain, you are yet in your sins. Don't let nobody fool you about not to do this to you and get rid of sin. Christ rose from the dead. That's how you got rid of your sins. If Christ be not raised, your faith is vain and you are yet in your sin. Well, what happened when he raised you from the dead? I'm glad you asked. Go to Romans 4, 25. Somebody say, you ready today? Yes, sir, buddy. I was in bed last night, five o'clock. <laughs> it was somewhere like that, wasn't it, right? I'm telling you, they be thinking I'd be lying. 
Man, I study all day. That's what I do every Saturday. Study all day. Then I go home and lay down and I talk to the Lord all night. Actually, I make any errors. Anything else you want to show me? Shoot, I, this thing is real. It's going to cost you. It's going to cost you everything to get it. Not you. Me. You're going to get it free. All right. Romans 4.25. Here it is. Who also, who was delivered for our offense. Now, delivered talking about over to the Gentiles to be crucified. But he did that for our sins, our offenses. But he was raised again for our justification. If you read out the NLT Bible, it says he raised again to make us right with God. Isn't that something? Because he got rid of the sins. He that is dead, guess what? Is what? If you're dead, you're free from sin. You don't have no sin if you're dead. So you look at the man in the castle. If he's dead, he ain't got no sin. <laughs> uh, you catch him. He ain't got nothing. All right. Now let's go to work. Matthew 26, 26, 28. I waited on, I waited on y'all long enough. I, I'm going to have to, I'm going to give him that come back on, come back around. Matthew 26, 26 through 28. I watched that picture on Jeremiah. Jeremiah. When that king of Babylon got them boys and said, whose sons are these? They're my sons. Uh, uh. Kill both of them at one time. He said, we do things quickly around here. Hurry up. Ooh. Ooh, you need to watch Jeremiah. Am I right, bro? Jeremiah. Man, I hear God calling him my sleep with me. Ooh, Acts chapter 2. What I tell you I'm going to? Matthew. See, I get to talking to them somewhere else. Matthew 26. That's why I need a secretary. I wasn't the only one. You asked all them guys in the Bible. Je Joe said the same thing. I wish I had somebody to write it down. All right. Matthew 26, 26. Now, this is how you know it's prophecy. Prophecy means it shall happen. This is why God showed us we can't do this no more. And people are still doing it because they don't understand. They're saying that they believe in grace and they're saved by grace, but they don't understand prophecy. Prophecy always has shall. That's why you read Romans 10, 9 and 10. If thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shall believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, thou shalt, everything is shall. And people base that scripture on their salvation. It's not. It told you to the Roman, you can't, listen, if you read Romans, you can't take Romans 9, 10, and 11. You got to take that together. And you start off in Romans chapter 9, God told you what he wanted to happen to his people Israel in the flesh. That's who he's talking to. Romans chapter 10. Beloved, my prayer for Israel is what? That they may be saved. Romans 9, 10, and 11 is about Israel. All right, let's keep going. Not to base your doctrine on for salvation. God saved us at the cross. All right, that's why grace, by grace you're saved. All right, Matthew 26, come to your camera again, sir. Star football player, you. I heard about you. Come on. Matthew chapter 26 and verse 26. This is prophecy. As they were eating, Jesus took bread and blessed it and break it and gave to them, to his disciples, gave to his disciples, Gave to his disciples. Well, how did the church get it? 
and said to his disciples, take, eat, this is my body. All right. All right, here we go. He told his disciples to take it, eat it. Take it, eat it. Take it, disciples. Take it. Take it. Now, if they took it and they ate it, then how we got it? If you just listen, you know that's not right. He told them to take it and eat it. Then he told them what it's for. Why did he do that? Because they were celebrating the Passover. Go back and check it out. He told them to go into the city, find a man with a picture on the head, go, go to a room and where I'm going to meet you. Well, we're going to celebrate the Passover. Now, y'all do know that now, right? If you got a Bible, you can look at your Bible at the top there that says the Lord's Supper. The Lord's Supper means they're celebrating the Passover. At the same time, Jesus is getting ready to fulfill the Passover. So he told them, look, take, eat, this is my body. Gave them the bread. Then he turned around and he took the cup and gave thanks and gave it to them and said, drink all of it. My point is, if he drank all of it, why are we still drinking of it? Okay. And then verse 28, he's going to tell, you, tell them what it's for. For this is my blood of the New Testament. Now, wait a minute. When did you get a New Testament? Find in the Bible, find in the Bible, book of Hebrews said after a person is dead. Hebrew what? Find the scripture I need there. See, you can't have a new covenant until the man is dead. You don't get no money until you get the certificate that the person is dead. That's the most confidence people would pass out at a funeral. How many you want? Give me 15 of them. Why? Because everybody needs a certificate. They need a certificate to prove his death. You can't get the money from nobody, no insurance. Everybody that you deal with in business and bills and car paid off, they own the car, you need a death certificate. So you got to understand something. You could not get Jesus' inheritance you couldn't get your salvation until they proved he was dead. Well, when Jesus gave this, he was sitting, sitting at the table. So that's how you know it was prophecy. He was telling them about the new covenant, which will come later. Now, let's go read the new covenant. I want to read this here. And watch what the new covenant is for, though. This is why it's important. For this is, my, this is the blood of the New Testament, which is shed. Well, he hadn't died yet. This is the new covenant, which is shed for many for the forgiveness of sins. And we took that. I did too. I took that and said, we supposed to do that in the church. He's telling you he get ready to die, man. But my blood is going to be for the New Testament. Let's go see, did it happen? What you say you got? Hebrew 9, 16. Let's see, did it happen? See, if you really listen to the word of God, you'll see people have been deceived. That's why I said there are many people I see they'll teach you grace, but when you go in their church, they, they pass in our communion bottles. So the world, you don't understand grace. You can't have grace and prophecy. You can't have grace and nothing. Amen. Only thing you connect grace with is faith. 
And that's the only reason you can because faith operates to grace. You can't add no works. That's why I say you can't say if thou shalt confess with thy mouth and thou believe in thy heart. And thou, you can't do that and be saved. And yet people are doing it in religions all, every day because they don't know. Because they can't leave that big old church. It's like I'd rather die and go to hell to leave this church. Well, you're going to die and go to hell. You're only saved by grace through faith. It can't be nothing added. It can't be none of your works. You can't get to heaven and tell God, well, I, how do you get here? I confess with my mouth the Lord Jesus, and I believed in my heart God raised him from the dead, and that's how I was saved, bless God. And the other man said, how do you get saved? Well, I was baptized in water in the name of Jesus. For the remission of my sins, and I receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. You lying? You're not going to get there. You're going to get there when you did nothing. When you realize I did nothing. When they ask you, what do you do? I did nothing. And all the attention is going to be to one man. And one man only. That's how you know you say, when you're still trying to get some glory, you need to sit down. Because in the church, all glory to go to one man. We are not in here to glory in no flesh, glory in nobody else. When you glory in he that glorieth, let him glory in the Lord. So whatever you do in the church, give him the glory. Let me finish this work. Let me finish uh, uh, that for the remission of sins. I'm, I'm going to have to Hebrew 9, girl, let me finish my wife's scripture. Hebrew 9, what? 16? Hebrew 9, 16. That whole chapter is so good. God, that chapter 9. It says, uh, verse number 16, for where a testament is, where a testament is, there must also of necessity be the death of the testator. See, you can't have a testament without a testator. Everybody got that right? Otherwise, you can't have Testament, a new testament, unless somebody already died. So you can't go to the bank and say, I want my money. Well, you, you got some credentials? My daddy died. He left me his. Oh, where's your death certificate? Well, I ain't got that yet. Was he dead yet? No, he ain't died, but he put me in his wheel. No, you ain't got nothing coming. That's what people try and do, they're trying to get something. You got it because Christ died. And verse 17 says, For a testament is a, a force after men are dead. Otherwise, it is of no value, no strength at all while the testator liveth. So, how can you have a new testament when Jesus is at the table? What is he doing? He's telling you about his death and his burial, his resurrection. And when that happens, you're going to have a New Testament. Read Hebrews chapter 8 sometime. You'll see. In a New Testament, in verse number, here it is. Let's read it that we're done. The New Testament. In verse 10, Hebrews 8 and 10. God Almighty, can you have peace with me today? Hebrews 8 and 10 says, For this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days. They rejected the covenant. He said, I would put my laws in their mind and I will write them in their hearts and I will be to them a God and they shall be to me a people. And they shall not teach every man his neighbor to every man his brother saying, know the Lord. 
for all shall know me from the least to the greatest. Why? Here it is. I will be merciful to their unrighteousness and their sins and their iniquities will I remember no more. Are you telling me God don't remember my sins no more? No, he washed them away. And for as the east is from the west, so far as he has removed our sins from us. All right. For I'll be merciful to their unrighteousness and their sins and iniquity will I remember no more. In that he says a new covenant. There it is. He has made the first old. Now that which decayeth and wax old is ready to vanish away. 2,000 years ago. Can you give the Lord a good hand, a big hand for his new covenant? Come on, stand up on your feet. Come on, stand up on your feet. First Corinthians, we're going to read that. We're done. First Corinthians chapter 15. More of a brother. That's why I read this, man. Christ died for your sin, but not just your sins, for your sin. That's why you are dead to sin. Romans 6 and 2. Romans, God already sent his son. He died for our sin. Both sons. There were two lambs. I'm going to have to teach on that soon. Two lambs. Oh, my God. Moreover, brothers, I declare to you the gospel which I preach to you, which you also have received, where you stand, by which also you are saved. Oh, I like that. If you keep in memory what I preach to you, unless you have believed in vain, I deliver unto you, first of all, that which I also received, how Christ died for our sins according to the scripture, and that he was buried, and that God raised him from the dead the third day according to the scripture. Hey, my time is up. I thank you for yours, and the door of faith is open unto you. Thank you for listening to the Dora Faith Ministries podcast. I hope this message was a blessing to you and we look forward to seeing you on the next episode. If you're listening on iTunes, be sure to give us a five-star rating. Also, be sure to find us online at www.mydoorfaith.org. That's www.mydoorfaith.org.